Welcome to Powwow Live Podcast from powwows.com, connecting you with native culture since 1996. Here's your host, Paul Gowder. So let's talk about tonight's guest. His name is Byron Graves. He's an Ojibwe, born and raised in Red Lake Indian Reservation, where he played high school basketball. So he has a little bit of knowledge on this subject. And when he isn't writing, he can be found playing video games. He loves the retro video games, spending time with his family, and cheering on the beloved Timberwolves. And like being a Carolina Gamecock fan down here in the South, that is that is a tough team to pull for. But he now lives in De- in Denver, and this is his debut book. So I hope you enjoy my interview with Byron Graves. All right, I'm super excited to have you tonight. I appreciate you spending some time with me. Let, let's get right to it and tell me more about yourself and this book you have coming out. Yeah, so um, my name is Byron Graves. I'm Ojibwe and Lakota from the Red Lake Indian Reservation. And uh, my debut novel, Res Ball, kind of recaps some of the stories of um, playing basketball for the Red Lake Warriors. And uh, kind of, it's also universal um, for anybody who understands what Res Ball is. So I'm excited to be here with you today and chat a little bit about it. Awesome. So, you know, I was reading some of your um, other interviews and things you've done online, and and I saw you know you had a long time nickname of art, and, and, and so so you talked about this you know you were always into the art of storytelling. So, mm-hmm. at what point did you decide that you wanted to like, you know take part and actually be a storyteller yourself? Um, it was probably about ten years ago um, where I figured out how I was going to tell stories, right? So I was dabbling in writing poetry, dabbling in writing music. I was um, dabbling in acting and all those things are, you know, amazing forms of expression and an ability to um, try to tell the story you want to tell in some way, shape or form. Um, But they all involve uh, so many other people and so much time in some circumstances and in other situations, uh, money. Um, but writing was all about me, the amount of time I wanted to commit to it. Um, it was free. Um, so it was something where I finally was like, Hey, I know what I want to do. I know I have this love for words and this love for storytelling. And how can I do that in a way where it's just dependent 100% on me showing up, me putting in the time, me learning how to do it. Um, so this 10 years has been quite a journey and it really, um, kind of came to fruition the last couple of years, but it's been the same game the whole time. All right. So and you mentioned you, you wanted to kind of tell the story of, of some of the things you participated in too. So, um, you know, besides pulling from your past, was Res Ball the first real story that you wanted to tell in a book form or had there been others that you're working on? You know, how did, how did that come about? Um, so I wrote a book called Fighting Chance, which was about a teenage Native American boxer, an Ojibwe boxer who um, had all the potential in the world um, and had some different challenges holding him back. So at that time, I was trying to tell that story of, um, you know, mental health challenges, any kind of addiction challenges, but also having big dreams and having a ton of potential, which I think, you know, a lot of Natives can relate to. Um, and that book got me my agent. Um, so I, I put that out into the world. I was trying to shop it around my agent, uh, Terry Wolf with AKA literary. She loved it. Um, really cemented in that I was on the right path and that I was actually, um, someone who was capable of writing. Cause I, I didn't know if I was really sure if it was something I was good at, something I could do. Um, so that book, 
um, you know, taking sports, which I'm a huge fan of, um, and they always say, write what you know. So that was the first book where I really figured out um, what I was doing and how I wanted to do it. All right. So tell us a little bit about the book. What, you know, as, when this comes out in September, what are we looking for? Um, and, and who is this suited best for? Um, a wide range of people. I mean, I, I, I wrote it for um, teenage Native Americans, um, even if they're not sports fans. It really is a, a universal tale of just a coming of age story of what it's like to um, have big dreams um, maybe have this card stacked against you, maybe be a little bit insecure, um, but deep down inside knowing that you've got something special to share with the world and how scary that can be. So that was my main audience. Every single time I had to sit down, um, you know, worn out from my nine to five or t wanting to just hang out and chill on the weekends, um, you know, getting that extra little bit of energy, that um, second wind, if you will. Uh, it was always for that that teenage audience who, um, growing up, I didn't see myself represented like that. I couldn't just go grab a book that had a Native American a basketball player, a teenager. Um, I tried to keep the book really authentic, I felt like, in a lot of ways. Um, so that was my main audience. But uh, I, think, I think almost anybody could pick it up and read it and relate to it. You mentioned representation and not having sort of those role models coming up. And... I when I, as I interview people, we always that seems to come up more and more, and I I'm always excited to interview another person, whether it's an author, um, a, a TV celebrity, or a producer, or whatever, because you guys are now setting paths for Native youth to be able to follow, and it's pretty exciting. Things we're seeing Res Dogs and Rutherford Falls and some of these stories really hit mainstream. Um, it has. How have you seen any of this happening so far? You know, how has it affected where you're from at all? It has been affirming. It's made me feel not alone. It's made me see that there's a there's a hunger and a thirst for that type of storytelling and for Native American uh, representation out there. Um, so like, like you said, like something like Res Dogs, I actually am always so behind the curve with um, whatever's new and whatever's cool and whatever's going on. Um, I, like, I, for example, I watched Breaking Bad like 10 years after everybody cared about it. I but I just that. actually finished season two of Res Dogs and season three's out now. And I'm going to go watch a couple right. of episodes after this that just came out. But I was watching um, the end of season two and I just couldn't believe um, the storytelling, the acting, the directing and just seeing that on TV, I looked at my partner when um, that ended and I was teary eyed and I just couldn't believe what I had just seen. One of the greatest television shows, in my opinion, of all time. And I was like, oh, my God, I would have loved to have seen something like this when I was 15, 16, 17. And you can take it however you want. Would that have inspired me earlier to try to write? Would it have inspired me earlier to take on some creative endeavors? Or would it have just allowed me to see myself as a character on TV and someone who's out there, you know, so... It's been, like I said early on uh, at the beginning of my answer, affirming. I see so many other people. There's so many brilliant Native American authors out there, so many creative Native American uh, uh, people of all different um, facets of the industries out there. So um, it's just been a beautiful thing. It's like a renaissance, you know, it's just so many people out there doing their thing. And I'm so proud of all of them. And even to be just a teeny tiny little part of that is just, you know, couldn't ask for anything more. Yeah, I've described it the same way. It's a renaissance. It's a it, it's such a opening and uh, exciting time. I, I'm 
for me, I'm really looking forward to see what happens in five years, not only for native youth who feel inspired and like you said, affirmed and um, accepted, but now um, there is like, you, I think you used the word craving. There's a craving for these stories and you know, what's, what new stories are going to get to be told in mainstream is going to be pretty exciting. Um, then, so let's talk about Resball itself. It's talking about something going mainstream, whether it's some of these tournaments that have just grown in size to a, a documentary coming out on is it Netflix or one of the platforms. Um, tell for somebody who's not familiar with Resball, sum up the you know what what is Resball and how is it different than other basketball that people have seen. I guess um, for like. A mainstream audience, someone who didn't know Resball, someone who knew nothing about um, Native American basketball. I would sum up Resball by saying it's street ball. And what I mean by that is it's creative. It's in the moment. It's not stopping to call a play. It's not trying to run a pick and roll. It's really letting the game come to you. And it's fast paced. It's exciting. It's run and gun. It's shooting threes. It's throwing a behind the back pass. It's like an NBA all-star game. Um, but just, that's just the way we hoop, you know, if you go, you go to any res and you go check out a pickup game, there's going to be someone taking a three from 35 feet. There's going to be someone with a dunk or a fancy pass. So, um, I just wanted to like capture the essence of that letting, uh, you know, when all of us are on the court together, um, it's, it's creativity is poetry in motion, you know? Yeah. Awesome. So your book comes out in September. It's going to be available, uh, I assume on all the major platforms, mm -hmm. uh, so are we doing are we are we traveling around any any anywhere people can find you if they're looking after they enjoy the book uh where will you be in the next few months yeah so um september around the launch date we're doing a uh date in minneapolis um september 12th uh still getting the last little bit of it locked down but it sounds like it's a go for birch bark books so really excited about that always been a huge uh, fan of that store and uh, then I'm going to do a couple of events in northern Minnesota, which is where I'm from. So I'm going to um, be at the Red Lake Nation College mm -hmm. um, Thursday. Uh, I believe it's September 14th or 15th. I'd have to look at a calendar. And then that Saturday, I'm going to be in Bemidji, Minnesota, um, doing another book event at Four Pines Bookstore. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to try to get three in there that first week of launch in kind of different areas of the state, um, different audiences connect with all my family and friends and community members and people from my tribe and just have a good time and, you know, get to share this moment with everybody. Great. Uh, going forward, do you see yourself telling more sports stories? You know, where do you feel like you're going to head next in, in your creative endeavors? Uh, well, the book I'm working on right now is actually, um, very similar to Resball, but I wanted to go a little bit more of an alternative path because, you know, like, um, I don't know if it's just a trope, but there's always like the jocks in high school and then there's always like the alternative kids or the right. everybody, you know. So my next book is about and it still involves sports, but it's about a skateboarder um, who's finding his place in the world and using skateboarding partially as escapism, but partially as a thing that's helping him build his own confidence in himself in every other facet of his life. Um, and skateboarding takes such an incredible discipline and it's such a gutsy thing to do. And it's one of the most frustrating things that you could ever try to do. Um, and the amount of time it takes to get even like incrementally good at something is mind numbing. Um, so I, I picked up and learned how to skateboard as I was working on this book. So definitely um, there's some 
uh, parallels between Resball and my next book, which is still a Native American teenager and still has sports in it. Um, so that's where I see myself for the next couple of books, but definitely wide open um, to continue to expand. Um, I love video games, so I definitely see um, maybe expanding into the gamer world. Um, so doing like a Native American gamer book at some point. Um, but yeah, it's wide open, just kind of taking it one book at a time. Cause, uh, when I'm working on something, it's all consuming. It's like all I think about, um, I can't really get into any other projects or think about anything else. Cause I'm just immersed in it 100%. So I'm just about done with this book and then it'll be time to say, Hey, what's next. I like the idea of, of an esports book. I mean, that, that whole market has really exploded and to be able to tell, you know, maybe put an indigenous character in the middle of that, that could be interesting. Um, Cause it, yeah, that's a really crazy world right now. Um, interesting. All right, cool. Well, I appreciate you coming on. Anything else you want to pass on um, for the folks watching as they, as we get ready for the getting closer to your launch date? Um, if you can go out and if you're interested in getting Resball, there's so many different ways that you can get it um, and support and help out. Um, you can go request it at a local library. Um, Pre-orders are huge. Um, getting it for a gift for someone, even if you're not a reader, but you want to support a Native American author, you want to support Native American creativity. Um, there's so many things you can do as far as just getting a copy and giving it to someone, donating it, whatever you want to do. One of those little um, free libraries that are on the street, go put one in there. Um, but all the support really helps to continue to fuel um, all of us who are out here creating and writing, and it's unbelievably appreciated. I know every Native American uh, creator out there um, appreciates the support of Indian country, and it matters so much. It's what allows us to keep doing what we're trying to do. I love what you just said. My daughter, for when she was in Girl Scouts, actually did a project of making uh, the little lending libraries to put at a, a camp. Uh, and I do, you see them everywhere. And so I'm challenged the audience, buy a book and put put one of these books in there. Think of what you could do as, you know, spreading an indigenous story and these creative characters and relatable storylines that maybe people in your area haven't seen or heard. It's a great way to get some of these stories and authors out there in exposure. Love it. Love it. Let's do that. Let's share these stories more. Yeah. 100%. Couldn't agree more. Well, thanks so much for, for being on and I look forward to the launch we'll, and we'll make sure we'll have links and everything too below so everybody knows where to go and purchase that book. Awesome. Thank you so much. It was an honor being on your show. I really appreciate it. Thanks. All right. Bye. There you have it. Thanks so much, Byron, for coming on. It sounds like a cool book and he's going to have some more stories coming. I'm excited. Powwows.com slash books. Support him and our other Native artists. And I love the idea. I'm serious, y'all. If there's a lending library close to your house or in your neighborhood or on your commute, pick up a book and just slip it in there, right? You don't, don't even worry about if you want to take one that's there, just slip a couple in and let's see if we can spread these stories and help these native authors get to a wider audience. Love that idea. Again, my name is Paul Gowder and I thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you are the reason that powwows.com is what it is. Our community out there is fantastic and I appreciate you being a part of it. Thanks for listening to the Powwow Life podcast from powwows.com. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast to get notified of our next episode. Find a powwow near you by visiting www.powwows.com forward slash calendar. Support powwows.com by visiting www.powwownation.com.
good luck. Here is this week's trivia question. You can head over to powwowlife.com to fill out the form and submit your answer. All the right answers are entered into a drawing for a 10-sticker powwows.com sticker pack. Here's the question. This year, we are celebrating a big milestone. We have been live streaming for a number of years. So tell me, what year was the first year we streamed and what was the first powwow we streamed? If you've been listening or following our content, you should be able to find it. Good luck. Powwowlife.com to submit your answer. What was the first powwow and what year did we first live stream? Good luck and thank you so much for listening. I'll see you next week.